0: Welcome to Santa Barbara Talks with Josh Molina. It's my pleasure today to be here with the incomparable, controversial (laughs) uh, developer, Ed St. George. Uh, It's been too long. I've had this podcast more than a year, and uh, somehow you haven't been on the show yet. So I'm really excited to talk to you. How are you doing today, Ed? I'm great, Josh.
1: I think that's probably... Maybe the success of your program is not having me on for a while. <laughs> Just see how it goes, right?
0: Is this going to be the end?
1: No. <laughs> this could be it. <laughs> your last one. Let's make it a good one. No, but I have to say, I'm really happy. I yeah. really am that you're doing this. Um, it really needs to be local. And I actually, I'm really excited about you. I mean, there's a lot of good people in this town that you can interview. Oh, we got the, uh, is he still a prince? Is Harry a prince still? Or did you throw him? <laughs> you yeah. got to get them on there. He's on
0: the list, right? He's good.
1: <laughs> the He's whole family, yes.
0: Uh, well, thanks a lot, Ed. I really appreciate you taking the time. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let me just uh, dive deep right away with... Uh, sort of the the recent news. Uh, Paul Casey, the city administrator for Santa Barbara, recently announced that he is going to retire. He's uh, stepping down. He's going to leave in September. A bit of a shock, but, you know, maybe not for you. A little bit more than a year ago, you were saying all of these things about how City Hall needs a new leader. City Hall needs a new manager. And you were not afraid to to say these things publicly at a time when other people may have been saying them privately, but not publicly. And you came out and you said it and you called for this, you wrote some op-eds and you've been very engaged in saying, Hey, Santa Barbara deserves something else. Um, so I want to ask you, I had Paul on the show and I asked him, did Ed St. George win? I'm going to ask you, did Ed St. George win?
1: You know, well, normally I'd take a win anytime I could get one, especially at this point in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, But that's really not a win for me. I don't see that. I see it was never about me winning. This was more about what Santa Barbara needed. Um, And, you know, I think what's happened is when you look at virtually 90% of all our department heads have resigned over the last 18 months, um, it's pretty indicative that Paul was an ep leader. Uh, It's, I don't think for a minute, that uh, Paul retired because he came to realization at one point, it's like, hey, I'm not doing a great job of leading this city. Look at all these people that are retiring. Um, I honestly think the reason Paul's retired is because this freight train of a lawsuit that's coming down, um, the one that Jennifer Tomaszewski has has filed against the city of Santa Barbara. Um, I mean, this this is gonna be big. I mean, it really is. Uh, If the allegations are true, and Bob Samario um, is guilty of the crimes in which this lawsuit is portraying. Um, then Paul's going to have some real difficult questions, uh, you know, if in fact he did sidestep some of the things. Um, and you know, there's there's a report that was done. I think you were all over this, in fact, um, when he was on administrative leave. Uh, but there was an investigation that took place, and. I don't know why, but they sealed that investigation. That that may be standard procedure, but depending on what's that, in that investigation, um, that that could spell some trouble. Paul may have some real difficult answers uh, that he needs to come up with. So that's my feeling of why Paul's retiring.
0: Do you have any thought so, on uh, who can replace Paul? Do you think it should be an internal candidate or should they just go find somebody from another city? I mean, you know how hard it is for people who don't know Santa Barbara to come in here and do things without a lot of trouble, you know, or without a lot of uh, pushback. So, what do you what do you think of that?
1: You know, this this is a tough town. It's a small town. It's unique in so many different ways. It's an amazing town. It's a great town. Uh, I just hope the council really thinks outside the box on this one. Instead of getting a typical city administrator, I would hope that they would try to find an executive maybe from Apple. Um, or Google, you know, Twitter, one of those, those out-of-the-box type of corporations uh, that really knows how to work with people. I mean, business is important to be a city administrator, but more importantly, to be a city administrator, to run a city of this size um, and not have people resigning left and right, um, you know, with these mass exoduses, you need to be able to have a relationship with your employees uh, one that where, you know, they feel comfortable in being able to challenge the boss and where you can instill enough confidence in those employees where you can challenge them, where they don't feel like, hey, you're going after my job um, and they're going to tell you what they want to hear. Uh, this needs to be somebody who can really, really turn the ship around. Unfortunately, we've lost some really, really good department heads, some really good people. But we still got a lot of really great people working for the city. And I know that because I work with the city all the time. Uh, there's some great people in the planning department. I mean, some amazing people. There's some great people in the building department still. Um, I think we just have to have somebody that can bring the uh, the best out in these people. And that's going to take somebody that that's okay with being challenged. And, it, I mean, and vice versa. I really do. But, you know, Santa Barbara is a great place. I mean, this is the mecca of the world, who doesn't want to live in Santa Barbara, quite honestly. And so I don't think it's going to be that difficult to find that that special CEO um, that can take this job over. That's my opinion, at least.
0: Let's keep the conversation about, about City Hall. Uh, we know that there's this big sort of thing going on with Rob Dayton at the city. I've reported on it. Um, other publications have reported on it um we don't know everything maybe you know maybe you do maybe other people do um you know what's been reported is you know that he's he's filed a, a complaint with hr claiming religious discrimination because a whole bunch of people <clears throat> were talking about his uh evangelical uh, christianity the men's group he was involved in and it's turned into a big mess now i know you're friends with rob dayton okay i don't think that's a secret but um, what do you think of the situation with, with Rob?
1: Honestly, I think, Josh, to me, it's a travesty. Rob's a really good person, um, regardless of his political views. Yeah, he's really into bicycling um, and turning this community into a biking community, which I think is great. I mean, we've got a traffic problem. I think that's the future. But to me, the real issue is is that you know, you've know you got a particular planning commissioner and a particular councilwoman, um, and you've got a city attorney, these people are talking about Rob being in a religious cult. Uh, I don't think there's any country, especially the United States, where a religious cult has a good connotation. Um, and I think that's Rob's biggest concern. When I talk to him, uh, he's, he's more concerned that people are, are kind of smearing his name uh, who he, Who I am, who he is. I, I'm going to tell you how I met Rob, actually. Um, about, I think it was 2012 or 2013. I'm having lunch with a good friend of mine. Uh, she works for the city. And in fact, she worked at that time in Bob Samario's department. Uh, but she's telling me about this guy. I mean, she just brings it up at lunch, who has offered to give one of his kidneys to a fellow employee that he had no relationship with, no no family relationship and barely knew the guy, but he was dying uh, nonetheless. And um, Rob went ahead, went under surgery and gave this guy one of his kidneys. And I was so amazed by that, uh, that I actually went into the city and introduced myself. I mean, I I just thought, who's gonna do that? I mean, I I would do that for my son, my own immediate family, Um, but would I do it for a stranger? I have to be honest, I probably wouldn't. and so, you know, there's a lot of people that have religious idiosyncrasies um, that I don't understand. I have a lot of Orthodox Jew friends. In fact, we have two of them that work for us. Um, and, you know, we don't believe that they're in a cult because they do things different. You know, they don't accept phone calls on Saturdays. Uh, you know, there's certain times where they don't eat. Uh, but We don't classify that as a religious cult. That's their religious beliefs. And uh, I don't know if anybody could ever tell you that Rob will push his religion on you, Uh, and that's it. Seems to be the way that they're trying to make this sound right now. Um, He's not that way. He he definitely believes in Christ. I'm not a Christian, um, and he certainly accepts me as one of his good friends. Uh, Rob's a kind man. He really is. He's very very uh, passionate about Santa Barbara. Uh, And one of the other things I really want to mention about two years ago. I brought it up, I just, I, I like math. I said, you know, Rob, how many years you work for the city of Santa Barbara? I figured out his retirement. And for the last probably two years, Rob's been making about six bucks an hour versus if he would just t- retire, the difference between his retirement and what he's getting paid to work at the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that means a lot, uh, especially with the amount of hours this guy puts in. But anyways, that, that's my plug for Rob. He's a good person, and I I think the city, or at least the people that are spreading these type of rumors around, um, should be ashamed of themselves. That's just my opinion. I don't think it's right at any given time. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you have a, are are you in touch with Rob, Uh, Rob Dayton? Are you guys, you communicate with any kind of regularity? Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Right now, you know,
1: Rob never really thought he was going to be going out on these kind of terms. Mm -hmm. Uh, This isn't what he wanted. Rob loves the city of Santa Barbara as much as I love the city of Santa Barbara. In fact, after I met him um, over that whole kidney issue, I mean, I, it, it's kind of weird when you introduce somebody, you do you introduce yourself. It's like, hey, I just wanted to meet you because I heard what you did. Um, but we really hit it off. I mean, Rob really has a love and he, he really feels that uh, at this point his name's kind of been drugged through the mud. And so, yeah, I, I try to contact him at least two, three times a week make sure he's doing good. Uh, he's a good bro. He's a good person.
0: There's well, no well tell him, come on the podcast, please. I'd love to talk to him and he hasn't returned any of my text messages at all lately. So, um, you know, maybe you could spread a little bit of your uh, goodwill in that direction.
1: I'll make that happen. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I, that's, uh, maybe he can't, but it's, uh, I'm sure he could make an exception. Celebrity <laughs> podcast.
0: Let's keep it going on City Hall here. Uh, I was blown away. Uh, Usually I get, you know, you get a little tip, a little inkling. Your sources, you know, they start talking, they start chirping. Nothing's a secret anymore by the time something happens. But when I found out Nina Johnson, senior assistant administrator to Paul Casey, was running for Santa Barbara City Council, there's a legit, like, really? It's, I, I, what? Nina's running, and not only is she running, but she's running against Megan Harmon, who um, is very popular, who is now a member of the California Coastal Commission, and um, no one's perfect, but she's got a lot of momentum behind her, so I was blown away by that. Uh, what do you think of Nina Johnson challenging Megan Harmon sort of from the inside? It's this is like a pay-per-view event, you know, this is such a marquee matchup here. What do you think?
1: Um, I don't know Nina very well. I really don't. I know she's worked for the city for a long time. I think you mentioned the other day that uh, on Jerry's show that, uh, you know, she probably certainly knows where all the skeletons are buried, um, whether that's a help or not. But the, uh, she does have a lot of experience. She knows where the flaws are in the city. I'm sure of that. But who I do know is Megan. And I like Megan, um, I've had, I think we all like Megan, as you said, but, you know, Megan's the girl, Megan's the girl, Megan's the girl. I think we all kind of had a crush on in junior high or high school, maybe our first crush. She was the girl that got along with the jocks, you know, was really nice to the nerds. Uh, you know, here she is, she graduates high school. She joins the peace corps. I think she joined the peace corps, right? Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. I think she went to uh, Afghanistan. Spent a couple of years there. Comes back to Santa Barbara. Comes back to California. Um, decides to enroll in law school. Uh, graduates from law school. Passes the bar. Gets a job with a a good a good firm here in Santa Barbara. Answers an ad for a uh, interim council member. Interim, like just for a short time ends up being longer than just interim. Uh, she gets nominated by the council. In the meantime, she's pregnant. You know, I'm sure that's been one of her life dreams as it is with a lot of women. Um, so now she's got, and this is an order, um, where she's come now, she's got an infant on the way, she's pregnant. Okay. I think she's got a three or four-year-old daughter currently um and we're both fathers right now i mean i know i kind (laughs) of i hate to say it i look forward to leaving the house in the mornings because i was exhausted by the time i got to work just being at home during night just for the kids in the morning Uh, so that's a full-time job she has a job as an attorney she's got a husband excuse me i said i was going to do this in order she's got the children (laughs) she's got the husband she's got a job being an attorney She's a councilwoman who which is in the city of Santa Barbara is a full time job. She's just now been elected or nominated as a coastal commissioner. Um, You know, these are really six almost full time jobs. So am I for Nina or am I for Megan? Megan, if you're listening, please just think about this for a second. Um, Maybe take a pause, you know, a five to seven year pause. Um, on what you're doing. I mean, this blind obsession to grow, uh, I've been through it myself. I know a lot of people that have, but I've also know a lot of um, women executives, high-powered, really, really um, driven women. And almost all of them have taken about a five to seven-year pause when they have children. And I don't know if any of them regret it. I have two regrets in my life. And one of those regrets is not spending enough time with my son between the ages of uh, his being born and three. And in fact, that's when I ended up moving to Italy um, because I not only had to kind of put a pause on my career, but I actually had to get out of the time zone uh, because I knew it was difficult for me. I know a lot of people don't have that opportunity, but uh, that's what I had to do. And I don't regret it. I don't regret spending that time. I do regret not spending the first three years when I could have, it's such an important time. So am I really for Nina? I really don't need no Nina that well. I'm, this is more about being for Megan. Um, you know, this is, it's just take pause, you're young. Um, if you decide to get back into politics, let me know, I'll be the first person to write you a check. Um, and you don't have to take your feet out completely. I mean, you know, you could keep your toes in it. Um, you know, maybe you can be a, a speaking coach for uh, for Mike Jordan. You could use one. <laughs>
0: okay, Sorry, Dad, n- all right. Now <laughs> you triggered me. Okay, all right. Now we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna go to war now over this one. Okay. Oh my goodness. No. Uh, okay. So you're not suggesting though that Megan can't serve. Megan Harmon can't serve well and still be a working mom. Um, you know, have another child on the way, be a high functioning professional. Certainly she can do it, right? Lots of people do that. I mean, one might say it's not, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a stereotype, suggest she should take a break. Um, do you think she can't do the job or are you just say, suggesting that, hey, focus on your kids during this time of your life?
1: I don't doubt that she could do the job correctly. Mm-hmm. I really don't doubt that. But there's going to be sacrifices that take place on that, Josh. And one thing you can't get back is time. You can always make money again. You can always restart your career. Um, but one thing you can't get back are those precious times, those important times of raising our children. Um, you know, I think that's one of the uh, the foundational aspects of that you and I have is that we're both fathers of kids about the same age. Um, it's, it's tough. It really is. Uh, she could do the job. Sure she could. And she could still keep her career alive. Um, She could still keep being a council member. She could still serve on the Coastal Commission. But at what price? Mm -hmm. You know, what price is that going to be for her? the relationship with her husband? You know, the relationship with her children? Is this something that she's going to look back on? She's still in her 20s. I mean, if she took a five or seven year pause, uh, she could, I mean, she could easily get back into politics. She really could. And like I said, she doesn't have to get completely out of it. I just, all I'm saying is this. I, I wish I would have had somebody at certain times in my life, you know, somebody would have pulled me aside and said, Hey, Ed, uh, you know how this started with me is that I really like, came home one night and my son was walking and I'm yelling at my wife. It's like, you got to get over. here. You got to get over here. Luca's is walking. And she looked at me and she said, he's been walking for over two weeks. You've just been so busy at work. You've just never seen him walk yet I mean you haven't why didn't you tell me that Mm. I shouldn't have to tell you he's your son Um, and it worked it really worked Um, it was about a year later it took me that much time to get my business in gear um, settle it up so I could actually leave for a five-year period uh, and help be that person that I'm glad I was I really am but being a mother versus a father is completely different but don't get me wrong I I think Nina could still do it but what at what cost
0: Yeah, And we'll get off the Megan Harmon stuff here, but uh, she is 34, for the record, um, I think. She looks like she's in her 20s. (laughs) And uh, and as somebody who covers the council, I will say that uh, it's really nice to have somebody who's as smart as she is, who can communicate so well, who's engaged, because when you're covering those issues as a reporter, they're tough issues sometimes. They're complicated, and you rely on the discourse of those individuals to be able to Talk about it in a way that they communicate it to the public, so that at least the journalists can understand, and the journalists can write that write that story. I think what's interesting here is that you know I think honestly Megan Carmen is overqualified for the Santa Barbara City Council. I think uh, she should be doing stuff at a much higher level. But what's interesting to me here is that Nina. Johnson is probably going to get a whole bunch of support from downtown, the business owners, the developers. She's got a legit record of working with them over the last few years. So she's kind of somebody who's really well-liked among those people who have seen the results of what she's done. And they've also seen her handcuffed by the city council at times. So to me, what's intriguing here is you've got this person who's really good at her job at City Hall against somebody who's... Uh, talking about the policy changes that they want to make at City Hall. And so it's just an odd matchup. You just don't really see that. It's usually people from the outside are like, let's shake it up. And here you got two people who are already part of City Hall, you know, battling it. So it's, it's going to be a, a close, close race, you know, the Barrett Reed, Kristen Stanton race, you know, that's going to be super interesting to watch as well. Cause, you know, Barrett is, Barrett's already got a ton of money he's very well liked. He's very popular. He's taken on the incumbent. And so there's all this drama around that race. So, you know, it's always, you know, and then the mayor's race, you know, we know that's going to be a um, intriguing one too.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, what's really amazing is that I hate to admit it, but, uh, I think you and Jerry are right. I think Kathy's probably going to be their next mayor again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got my money on Barrett, um, And I I agree with you. Megan is, uh, like I said, she's well-versed. She's got a great eloquence about her. Um, And I wasn't kidding when I say maybe she could give some coaching lessons, you know, to uh, some of the other council members, because she is very eloquent. There's no question about it. I don't always agree with the things that uh, she comes up with, but I understand her passions. Um, I don't know Nina that well, but I do know that – that she does know what she's talking about. It is interesting. It'd be great to have them in different districts and have them both on council. I imagine. Um, once again, I just, the only thing I'm thinking about is, is Megan. And is she going to look back at this point in her life and going, God darn, you know, I wish I would have taken a pause in my career. Um, like I said, she's still so young. It's just, that's all. I just, this is, I mean, I, I think, You've probably had the same kind of lunches with Megan that I have, where you just sit there and laugh for forty-five minutes and realize your meal is cold, and you got to hurry up and eat it or take it to go. Um, she's just a lot of fun to be with. And yeah, no, and no I, smart,
0: I, and I agree with you. I came up, you know, my journalism career in the big leagues, San Jose Mercury News, Bay Area, <clears throat> just said no, it's not going to work out because I have kids, and I'd rather be on the basketball court or baseball field with them than. You know, seeing my byline in the tenth biggest city in the country. So, you know, I agree with you there that those those times are definitely um, tough. Ideally, we could do it all. You know, and our employers would let it do let it. Let let us do it all. Um, let's talk about you, and uh, uh, I got to tell you. I really had no idea who you were until a meeting at city hall. Okay. When you were talking, uh, it was, uh, I think it was East Montecito street. It was a hotel project by Santa Barbara city college.
1: And we had all all these
0: people in the room. That was like the first time I actually interviewed you. I think maybe I'd quoted you in the past sort of peripherally, but, like all these people in the room come in and they're like, "Ed is this and Ed is great. This he's this and he's such a good person. You had your employees, and You had tenants." Right? didn't. Just <laughs> Maybe a couple, you know. But the point was, <laughs> yeah. there was a lot of people there who were saying, "You know, you guys don't understand Ed. He's really a really giving person, and he's a he's a, yes, he's a developer, but he's somebody who uh, really takes care of the people." who he believes in and so I remember that meeting I think you uh that's the one you got up and walked out of you thought they were going to go the other way and then uh um they ended up you know voting for it at the end after you had left you remember that meeting
1: <laughs> I actually do remember that meeting
0: and that, that's
1: uh, you had that one guy what was his name um
0: oh that August. one student
1: August, August. Yeah, what, a, yeah. what a nice kid he was yeah. It's, uh, I remember that he was one oh, of yeah, the your, students uh, in my class students. were
0: reporting and they they talked to you yeah I remember yeah he's August, a great August, kid. In the room and asked you the question right
1: yeah I remember <laughs> that well actually but
0: but I just remember thinking wow this guy's got a lot of support he's got a lot of people who are who are behind him um can you talk a little bit about why you got involved with Seven Eleven North Milpa Street and where that project is at that's a big apartment project it, it, originally it was with a Alan Bleeker, and then you got involved. Can you talk about that, why that project's important for the community? And then where, where's that, the status of it? It's, you know, I gotta say this again.
1: Thanks again, while we're on the air, Alan, if you watch this, I hope you do. Um, thank you again, Alan and Jay, for bringing me in that project. Um, the East Side is my home turf. I mean, the, the best, the most important years of my life uh, took place on Sandy court. Uh, up there off Salina Street, uh, the most impressive years of my life. Um, the, this, I hope, is going to be the absolute best project I've ever done in my life uh, because the east side is so important to me. Uh, this is a great hybrid project um, for the east side. I, there's nothing like this built in Santa Barbara. This was designed kind of pre-COVID, but with the future in mind that uh, people would be working from home more. Uh, we wiped out all the uh, a majority of the commercial space downstairs, except for a little cutout that we left for a, a coffee shop. Um, and we put in a, a real world class gym is going in there, which I think is really important for people to de-stress in. Um, and also a, a world class uh, business center that is just for the people who live in that building. And so I'm really excited about it. We also took it in, uh, I mean, we've added solar to it since the permits we've gone in, we've added 20% affordability to it. Um, you know, We've changed the design to be more uh, Mediterranean. And so I, I thank Alan and Jay for letting me do that um, because those I think are issues that I think would be important for the community. Um, I, I, just hope that ends up being a great project. I'm excited about their, we planning commission, um, who am I call the adults in the room, uh, like the project. <laughs> so it, was, it was nice to see, um, because they, they could be very, they have a lot of candor, especially Deborah Schwartz. Um, you know, whom I back for mayor, by the way. Uh, I, I think she's a very, very smart person. Yeah. Um, but, uh, But anyways, yeah, I'm excited about that project. I think it's going to be a great, great benefit to the community over there.
0: Are you going to use the gym before anyone else? You're going to make sure that it's (laughs) George certified. (laughs) Put my stamp of approval.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The great part is I get the word of the equipment. It'll be the uh, all the equipment I've ever wanted. Um, But yeah, no, it'll be a good gym. That's for sure.
0: Where's that project at? How soon are we from seeing some? development there i'm really hoping that we can
1: actually turn that into the building department for the uh, the new working plans probably the next three months hopefully uh, get started on that again maybe here in the next three or four months Mm -hmm. Um, get that thing up and running within two years that's my hope i mean it really is i mean we certainly need the housing over in that area Um, so yeah that's that's our push at least at this point
0: Mm -hmm. um i know that you are a developer who you have residential properties um obviously santa barbara um iv all over mm-hmm. but you're 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 also like a, a pundit. you're also very aware of all the development trends that are going on around town um you, you have a lot of knowledge of everything that's happening in the city uh what's your take on paseo nuevo i know that you've you've talked about hey, this is, there's a better way to use this land. Uh, there was a supposed to be a slam dunk, like, you know, sign on the bottom line, development agreement that the planning, rubber stamp that the planning commission was supposed to approve. And then all of a sudden the planning commission says, nope, and then it was going to go to appeal to the city council. And then it was taken from the agenda. I don't know where it's at now, but what's your take on Paseo Nuevo? What should Santa Barbara do with that property?
1: I actually, have given that a lot of thought um, so I can answer that question uh, pretty quickly with some in-depth backing behind it. And I'm gonna say a thousand units. I I think a thousand micro units um, Mm -hmm. needs to go in the Paseo Nuevo. And I know that sounds like a lot of units, but when you're building units that are about 250 to 350 square feet, it's it's not as big as we think. you know, what's been proposed or actually what's happened hasn't helped the Paseo Nuevo at all. Um, it's still somewhat of a ghost town, unfortunately. But the city does own the real estate that sits underneath it. Uh, p and is in a position where they need to work with the city. So I think there hardly is a proposition that we can't propose that they probably won't take. But I'd love to see a public-private partnership go in there. Um, I'd love to see a 1,000 units, minimum 1,000 units. Um, can it happen? Of course it can happen. I mean, I've run that by my own architects. Uh, we have some great architects here in town um, that could deal with that. I certainly don't want to run it through my business. Um, but, I mean, this is something if Brian Cornell can uh, kind of sidestep his, uh, his <laughs> enormous ego, I mean, it's, I, I think you'd be the great guy to do this project. Uh, but think about this, if you had a thousand micro units, um, you know, that would free up at least about 300 homes. Um, and I, I look at micro units like this. A micro unit is something that it, it's, it's exceedingly small by most people's standards. But if you're between the ages of 18 and 70 years old um, and you wanna stay in Santa Barbara, let's look at it this way. If you're, you're 20 years old, you wanna get out of the house, um, you don't want to live with a bunch of people, your own age or older than you in a house where you don't know who they are. Um, this is the perfect place for, them. um, if you're a divorcee, um, or, you know, you've just come out of a, a relationship, I, I kind of call these, the, uh, the single by choice units, uh, you don't have a lot of money to go out and get your own apartment. Um, you know, can you imagine being 50 years old, coming out of a bad relationship, not having enough money to afford a real apartment, not wanting to live with a bunch of roommates in a house. Uh, If you can take one of these micro units downtown, um, it's, it's a, it's housing with dignity. It really is. Um, you know, they have kitchens, but the real issue is, is that now you've just added a thousand new people downtown. Uh, and that's what downtown needs. It needs to be revitalized. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is with people living down there. Um, so we, we could put a thousand units on there, maybe, maybe even twelve hundred, but I know it can happen. I, I've done the numbers. And in fact, the more people that live downtown, the less you need parking because they're not driving down there to go to downtown. They already live downtown. They just literally walk downstairs uh, and they have a lot of public transportation available to them. So that that's kind of where I'd like to see the Paseo and the Way will go. I really do. And then at the same time, I've mentioned this before. I'd love to see units that, uh, the city employees could actually, uh, city employees that could actually use, you know, it's like, why not house our people? What a great feeling of security. Cottage hospital does it. We do it for my company. Works great.
0: What is the status though? Is that even possible? I mean, they're talking about extending the lease to 2090 something. Um, yeah. And the city, you know, this is a business question, I guess, but what leverage does the city have to go to PNO and say, hey, like we're starting over here. You, you've got to include some kind of housing development. I mean, is that even practical at this stage?
1: Well, depending on the dialogue that's taken place prior to uh, prior to them putting some money into this, then nobody really knows what that dialogue is. Mm-hmm. But Yes, the city can certainly do that. Uh, fortunately, the city's in the driver's seat in this particular situation. I mean, we could pretty much throw any suggestion on the table as long as it made some financial sense. Um, and I imagine they would end up taking it. They don't have very much time left on their lease, um, not in retrospects to a development. The amount of money that somebody's going to have to put into that mall with the amount of time that's left on the lease makes zero sense, zero sense for a developer to, uh, to continue. They need that lease extension. So with that lease extension, um, I think the only way that I would grant it, if I was running the city, if I was the administrator, I'd say, great, you know, let's, here's what we need. We need some downtown housing. Uh, what can you do for us? And even if they have to come in, you know, with a third developer, you know, it can be, it can happen. There's companies that do this. Uh, Public private relationships happen all the time throughout the country, so yeah, we are definitely in the driver's seat, there's no question about it. I mean, the rent on that place, I mean, you'd love to pay that mortgage. The rent on the entire Paseo Nuevo um, is two dollars a year, there's two parcels that's 16 cents a month. Mm -hmm. Um, So, there's advantages. I mean, if we extend the lease, here's what we want, here's what we
0: need. So, Yeah, no, no. I mean, and I've read uh, through, you know, the, the documents, you know, leading up to the planning commission meeting. Um, it's quite the quite the deal that's going on. You know, I think they're going to invest more money than they were in terms of these improvements. But then I think the argument there is, well, they have to do these things anyway. So it's not really a benefit to the city. Right. Um, but, you know, I write about some of your, your projects from time to time. You're doing uh pretty admirable work with your Ed St. George Community Center. You know, Alejandro Gutierrez, council member. Alejandro Gutierrez is uh, very involved with the good work that's happening in that building. Uh, We saw kids learning um, during the pandemic there. Uh, There's, they're teaching them. There's dance camps going on there. There's all kinds of good stuff happening on there. So occasionally I'll write about this stuff, you know, as I find out about it. But one thing I don't know much about, I'm not writing about you in, is What's going on with your sort of shift to Solvang? Uh, you've got a project in Solvang. Janine Scully from newshawk has been writing about that. Um, and, and she's very intrigued by, who is that St. George? You know, who's this guy coming in here? Um, what is the story with, um, what are you building in Solvang? And um, what's the future with you in Solvang?
1: Well, first, I want to say those community centers that we have, the two, yeah. are uh, those are my wives, uh, my wife's. Wife's wife, W, not wives.
0: W i f e apostrophe s. Yes.
1: yes, thank Wipes. you. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be some religious yeah. there. <laughs> um, that's those are her. She she absolutely loves those. So thanks for mentioning that. But uh, those that's her passion, mm-hmm. and it's very nice to be a part of that. Solving, um, we have pretty much moved to the valley, uh, which is neat. I'm excited about the project and solving Um, it's a, it's going to be a four-star hotel with a wellness center. Uh, I think the Valley is grossly undervalued, but what's really neat about the Valley is that I didn't realize I had so many friends that I lost contact with over the years, but people I grew up with here in Santa Barbara that moved to the Valley because the Valley is more like Santa Barbara used to be real friendly, real open-minded you know, Everybody waves at everybody, you go to the grocery store, and everybody knows everybody. I remember one time I forgot my wallet. I thought I forgot my wallet it was in the truck. Um, these people didn't even know me. they just seen me in there a couple of times and the checker said, uh, oh, just pay me when you come back. And the next time I went, you don't even know my name. You don't even know who I am. She goes, I've seen you in here. I know you'll come back. Like, Gosh, can you imagine that happening in Santa Barbara now? Um, but it's neat. It's a great place. And I'm excited. This project a um, little different than Santa Barbara. When I propose a project down here, it's more like uh, you know that it's it, it, it's neat. They the first project I proposed, um, they weren't too happy with. I don't know if you heard about that.
0: Um, it was but a rocket meeting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, they actually they, they had high school students singing uh, "God Bless America" as I was walking into the council meeting. So I uh, we pulled back. I ended up having some good discussions with community members and community leaders, and uh, which was nice. The candor was really appreciated. So I think we've designed a project that uh, that the community can really get behind and that they feel it's going to be a benefit. Um, so I'm excited about building it up there. I really
0: am. I, I know, know you're not building the in and out out there. I know that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't oh you're talking about the one in Buell. Yeah I heard about that.
1: <laughs> yeah that's no that's uh, that's definitely not you might, good. you might
0: build the in and out of protein shakes or what's there you the go. the kale so, shake right that's the one that's, that's uh, talking about <laughs> just,
1: as long as it's healthy that's all I care about.
0: <laughs> yeah so yeah, I used to our, uh, we used to live in Solvang, my wife and I, and Manzanita Drive over there, you know, right by the oh, all yeah. River, and uh, yeah, it was great. I love living there, uh, just really hot in the summer, really cold in the winter, and, you know, we work in Santa Barbara, and it comes to be a commute after a while when you have young kids, you know, like we did at that time, so it was yeah. not for us, but I, I do love that community for sure. It's just it's, it's so beautiful, you know, you get the hills and the wildlife, just the natural landscape, you know. There's, of course, downtown, which is the tourist area, but everything around is, you know, still so undeveloped and really beautiful. So that's your, you're going to live there? That, that's your plan?
1: Well, we pretty much live there. We have okay. rented my house out in Hope Ranch. Um, the house we have here on Castillo, we've sold that. We closed escrow in a couple of weeks. But so we don't really have a choice but to be up there pretty much full time. Um, and so I'm looking forward to it. The kids are already enrolled in school up there. Um, it is, there's a lot of open space up there, but I get you, my, my son is just devastated that we're moving up there. You know, there's no surf up there. There's no, you know, he's in the mountain bike riding, believe it or not, Santa Barbara has better, better trails than, uh, they do up there according to him. But, uh, yeah, it is, it is going to be a commute too, without a doubt.
0: Too many tarantulas up there for me too, I'll just say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to touch one. I, that, that's one of my life goals is to let one just at least walk over my hand. My daughter can do it. I can't. It's, uh, oh, no. it's a little embarrassing, but uh, I'm with you.
0: Hey, let's let, let's wrap up here. I really appreciate it. It's been a really good conversation. I kind of just want to give you the last word here. Uh, um, you know, you've been a developer for a long time in town. You know, you've got a reputation are doing, you know, a lot, of, a lot of good work. You're also controversial. There are people who will say things about you that are not flattering as well, which, you know, no surprise, you know, um, you know, I know you well, you know, in terms of, um, you know, your projects and your community service. I just want you to maybe just last word, you know, tell people a little bit about, you know, your, why you love Santa Barbara, why you do what you do, why you want to hold the politicians accountable, why you're so active in all of this. And, you know, just talk to anybody who's still skeptical.
1: Well, I don't want to make excuses for people not liking me. Um, it's okay not to like me. Um, I think people need to be liked all the time. have a little too much vanity going, quite honestly. Um, you know, I know a lot of people think that I like to dress for success and that's, uh, that's my vanity. But the, uh, the real issue here is that I don't really see myself as a developer anymore. Uh, I see myself as a developer. Um, I like to think of myself more kind of as a somewhat of a community leader in my little world. Um, and that that's what comes first and leaders tend to piss some people off and that's gotta be okay. Um, I, as long as I know in my own heart and uh, I'm hearing from the community that, that what's going on is the right thing to do. I'm going to stick with it, but uh you know, Santa Barbara for me, you know, if you look at all the odds, I shouldn't even be here right now. Um, you know, you know, I, I don't have a, a woe story to tell, but, uh, you know, 15 years old, I'm living in the back of a pickup truck down on East beach. And, uh, this family, my best friend's family took me in the Sierras. Um, you know, he's, this guy was a Marine. He became a, He joined the Marines during World War II, so he could get a citizenship into uh, America from Mexico. Uh, But this guy, he taught me he's actually the guy that got me in the trades. You know, There isn't a day that goes by that I don't think what they did for me, because I don't know how long I could have survived the way it was going, but I was able to stay in that house for as long as I needed. Um, But he taught me how to take care of myself. Um, He taught me I actually, when I got kicked out of high school, um, he started taking me to work. He said, okay, look, if you're not getting an education, you still got to learn, learn how to make money and take care of yourself. Um, and then I was blessed enough to uh, be taken in by a couple of other good people as I was growing up and mentored me and coached me uh, in construction and business. And so this town has been exceedingly good to me. Um, I mean, I've got a great life here. I've got a wonderful wife, some wonderful children. Uh, I've got a a successful business. Um, I mean, it's what's there not to like about Santa Barbara, but for the people that think that I am a developer just for the money, um, I kind of find that comical. Uh, it's, if you're going to be a developer anywhere, I think Santa Barbara would be the last place on the planet you want to be a developer. Um, I develop here because I love the community and I try to do what's right, um, I, was, I think I was pretty instrumental on turning Isla Vista. I didn't turn it around. I don't know if anybody can actually do that for what it is, but I did start building nicer homes out there when nobody else was doing that. Um, and it kind of took off. Uh, it's, you know, there's some development we're doing. Like I said, I'm excited about 7-Eleven, but uh, I don't develop here because it's easy money. That's for sure. I develop here because uh, I love this community. I mean, that's just the way it is. I've got a lot of friends that grew up here. Deep roots. So,
0: okay, Ed, thanks a lot. I really appreciate your time and your uh, uh, vulnerability, opening up, talking a little bit about yourself and uh, all, you know, everything going on in Santa Barbara and uh, all the politics of it, you know. And so I appreciate your time. And I'm
1: stoked you're doing this podcast. I really am. And I, I mean it. There's, you know, there's some really exciting people. Certainly I'm not one of them, but I mean, there's some really amazing people that have settled in Santa Barbara. Yeah. Um, you know, if you need me help you get to that, uh, that Rolodex list, let me know that um, there's, there's some really, really amazing people here that I know that I've met over the years yeah. um, that would be great for your program. I mean, this is, this is an amazing place and I'm glad you're doing this. You and Jerry both. So yeah, thank you thanks. for having me on.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. And that's good advice. And anybody you want to drop a name or send me a contact info, um, you know, I'm trying to highlight and have good conversations with people who do interesting things in the community. So not trying to do gotcha stuff, but just hey, let's talk like, you know, like we're hanging out over coffee or whatever, just shooting the breeze. So I appreciate you uh, acknowledging that. And uh, thanks for, um, you know, everything, um, you know, all your kind words. So thank you. All right, Ed, take care. Good luck with everything. And I'm sure we'll talk soon.
1: All right, Josh. Thanks, man. I'll see you.
0: Bye.